Hey, we are talking about creating a new reality and balancing emotions and, and stoic behaviors and, and how we exist as humans and just really basic thoughts on creating and walking into a new reality. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Welcome to season three. Um, I would love to tell you that season three is full of so many twists and turns and craziness that's going to come in. And honestly, it could be. But this podcast is my own personal journal of escaping from what I deemed a life that wasn't really fit for me. And that started in season one, rooted in the fact that my dream had died and I didn't know what my goals were in life anymore. And as we've walked through the valley of what that looks like and everything encompassing, we've been recording. And so I'm excited to be going into season three. I don't know what's in store for us, but I can tell you that from season one to now, Every day feels a little bit better and a lot more aligned. So I'm excited that you're here. If you're just finding this today in season three, um, you can go back and find all the past episodes. I started at around the age of 30 recording this podcast um, every weekday, working through this really painful point in my life and we're just starting into season three and I'm excited to see where we get. It's a whole lot of entrepreneur creative vibes that are going out into this world and the more that I get to experience that the better that I feel. So gear up, load up, and let's all go out and change the world however that looks for us. But more than anything, let's forgive ourselves for our dream dying and start getting back to rebuilding after that. Hey, party people. Great to see you. Can't see you at all. Great to whatever you. You're awesome. Uh, okay. <laughs> I know I've been saying for three years that we should really get this intro down, but we just, it's kind of the fun of the show, right? We never know what's coming. You never, you never know what's coming. It's sort of like Conan O'Brien, right? When he used to have a nightly show and you, you didn't know who, if you didn't watch any of the commercials, you didn't know who's going to be on. And I find so much joy out of not knowing what's coming next, you can't even understand. Um, it's almost a weird addiction for me. Okay, we won't get into that, but uh, that's what I love most about this show. I never know. I never know what source we're going to tap into, what book we're going to read, what next thing for growth we're going to come into contact with and bring here on this show. And I think that's why it's my favorite part of the day every day. Because <laughs> I 
just get it created every day. Okay, let's go ahead and ground ourselves in all of our greatness. We can't even stop. My great thing is, you know, yesterday I posted um, the new book that I'm reading because, like, mind blown. And I wrote in my journal this morning, my great thing is actually being able to comprehend what this book is saying because it isn't just some, like, book written by just some rando person like me, like my book might be written like, um, it's, it's like by this renowned psychologist. And so when I'm reading these things, it's like, oh man, this is a lot to grasp. How do you bring this to this show? How do you kind of break this down into bite sizable chunks? Because it's big, like psychology theory and thinking and you know, how do I talk about that in ways that doesn't overwhelm and overcomplicate a really simplified thought? But my great thing is being able to actually comprehend what that's saying. And I know, you know, so much of this journey has been recovering from this belief that I am not in fact, intelligent. And I have to tell myself on the daily, still that I am, still that I'm capable, still that I'm worthy, still that I am, you know, and the more that I say it, the more that I believe it, but also the more that I see examples of it. And so just continuing down this path of I am intelligent. And then reading this book this week has been this light bulb moment of, holy crap, this is reading that a year ago, we couldn't even begun to comprehend and understand the complexity that is this book, this writing, and where it's coming from and how. And anyone could pick up this book and I could have picked it up a year ago and I could have read it, but I don't think I would have understood it the way that I do today. And so that's really my great thing. Picking up a high level book and actually understanding the information in it, not just going, oh, hmm, that's cool. Like really sitting with the thought and then sitting there and going, oh man, I mean, I realize that this is not a psychology textbook, okay? But if I can understand this, huh? Do we go back to school? No, we're not going back to school for psychology, okay? We're just going to have to, right? We committed early on in this process that we're not paying for that. So someone's going to have to eventually, after all this work is proven, after I've just been seeing too many stories of people who just stayed in it and kept going back until they proved themselves, until people saw them. And the only way that you can do that is your willingness to see yourself first. And so the fact that I keep being impacted by these stories very randomly um, just 
shows me that we're, we're in for a fight and that someday, okay, you can go ahead and mark this in your calendar. Maybe I'll put a little star. Someday, right, maybe we'll just receive doctorates from places because we've done so much work. And I don't know, right? Call that crazy. Call it whatever you want. But what if that's, like, if you really think about it, to have navigated to the place that we're in right now. (laughs) (laughs) Sneezing and all. (laughs) Sorry if I just blew your eardrums. To have navigated to where we are right now, fully on intuitive guidance of foot in front of the other makes me believe that anyone could do this. And I believe that it is absolutely in our skill set and our humanity, that it is a fight or flight development of who we are as human beings, but we're fighting right? This human need for acceptance. And when we strike out and say we want our dreams, that is definitely going against the norm. And that's a hard choice to make, right? And even harder to kind of walk away in the way that's required to do this work. And that's not to say anyone chasing their dreams has to walk away from their friends, but listen, depending on what you're doing, that might be a requirement. You can't, you don't have time to slow down for the negativity. You don't have time to slow down for other people's opinions. You have to keep moving. Okay. And it's okay to bounce things off of them, but as soon as it heads in a direction that isn't helpful with who you are, then you gotta, you gotta just keep moving and allow whoever's supposed to come back to come back. But that's a hard choice to make, right? And I believe that we have in us everything that we need. It's more of an understanding of what's coming next that would be helpful, right? What's coming next and who am I and what do I need to seek out in order to go after my dreams? What are resources? What are things that I need? And that's what's so cool is if you would just take your first step, you will learn what you need. And so when I say that I intuitively sort of ventured down this path, we absolutely did. I had this real strict idea of where we were going. And if we had stayed on that and never sort of opened ourselves up to the reality of what growth needed to look like, we would still just be writing in a journal waiting for dreams to come true. And that, my friends, is what's important. You can get there. You can get there on your own. You are extremely capable of doing all the things that you dream of. No question. 
and you are smart. And should you continue to choose to pursue this, should you continue to choose yourself and your dreams and the things that you want, you will get there and you will actually know what you need every step of the way. And you'll find it as long as you don't stop moving. And so I don't, I don't know. I don't know what comes next. I never have. I don't even enjoy knowing what comes next. (laughs) But I do enjoy and appreciate that I can see myself and my own intelligence. And this was self taught information and intelligence. And that is the coolest thing ever. That's the greatest thing, (laughs) right? (laughs) Okay, go ahead and take time. Ground yourself in your own greatness. You're up. It's your turn. You go do it. Go kill it. Go find it. Go make greatness so in your life. It is absolutely up to you. It is. Are you even looking for it? Or are you looking for the opposite? And is that where your mind goes? Because we create what we think about most. Okay. 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 So (laughs) today I wanted to hit on that very idea, right? This idea that you, you are creating a reality all around yourself. And this is this is absolutely going on into this spiritual realm or even into this realm of annoying things that my mom used to say to me all of the time. Um, <laughs> just because, okay, not that my mom's annoying, <laughs> just that like all of our moms have those things. And even when I say things to my kids, I'm like, this will be the annoying thing that mom says later on in their life. Like they'll laugh about it and they'll be like, remember what mom says? <laughs> yeah, that I'm just waiting for those things to come up in life, but there will be them. You can't really escape that as a parent. There are always going to be things. So anyways, one of those things that my mom said was what you think about you bring about. And that is absolute truth, right? Even in the example that I gave in my great thing this morning, I believe that I was smart. I had to convince myself I had to create this frequency of intelligence. Even if I didn't believe it in that moment, I had to create it. I had to write that narrative into my story. It was something that I did not believe, but it was something that was imperative in this journey. I had to acknowledge and find my own intelligence. And the result of that is the continuation of this path, is the continuation to explore new things, is the continuation of actually believing in my own self-worth. Believing in this idea that I absolutely could. I could go to school. I could go get my doctorate. I could just be awarded doctorates for my own work, for my own guidance, for my own self-exploration and research. 
right? All of these things could happen, but they don't happen unless you're willing to create that reality in your mind first. And so I don't know all of these things, right? Thoughts are powerful and, and you can manifest your reality. You really can. And you're scrolling through TikTok and you're like, come on. No, you can't. That's crazy. You can't do that. And this is where it gets tricky because I think that you come into seasons of understanding and I've been working and studying a lot of stoic philosophy. And the Stoics sort of say, like, we need to remove emotion from situations and really just think about the the reality of what we're experiencing. And Stoics got it right, right? When we attach emotion, emotion is really what keeps us in states. Emotion right? Think about the last emotional decision that you made. Any time that a room is emotionally charged, are we making good sound decision? Or does good sound decision come from silence, semblance, and stoicism, right? Oh, you're so stoic. You sit back, you make decisions. You're not sitting here with all of your emotions on your sleeves. And stoicism was sort of a thought and idea that I feel like I developed connection with, although I wouldn't have known it was that, over my sort of year of silence, maybe about nine months or so of silence. And it was, I don't know that it necessarily came from the silence as much as it came from comfort in who I was and where I was going. And my favorite thing to say (laughs) in all of the world is that if, if it was real, you wouldn't have to market it. And what do I mean by that? Well, friends, this is, this is exactly what I mean. Right. Remember those people who like, and I've seen this happen, who really stress how great their relationship is and how perfect their kids are. And they're like putting that all over everywhere. And you're just looking at it and you're happy for them, but you're sort of in your head going, is it really all that perfect? It's kind of weird, isn't it? I mean, it's weird that we, we are so in control of this narrative that we're setting for ourselves in a place where reality doesn't have to exist, right? We don't have to go on lives. We don't have to put ourselves out there in that way. We don't have to show meltdowns of our toddlers. We don't have to show uh, messy houses, right? We could clean up one portion. We could post the perfect picture and no one would know the difference. And we could still maintain the perfection of that image. And so that's what's hard. But I always sit back on this reality. If it's real, we don't have to market it, right? We don't have to keep putting it out there. We don't have to cling to this image that we see of ourselves. And so when I see people actively portraying the perfection of their lives, it makes me believe that there's something 
else there. That there's something that we're missing. And and so I just have to like scroll past very quickly or not even, and this is probably where we'll go um, sometime in the near future, not even really engage in much for social media just because that's where we go. And I understand the deeper psychology of all of that. Like, he, we're only posting these good times. And, and it seems like, and this scares me even more, the people who post more stressing how amazing things are generally have the exact opposite going on. And it's sort of sad and scary to watch because so many people are clinging to the image in which they don't actually see in their reality. And so it's almost like living Jekyll and Hyde. And then there becomes this further, psychosis is certainly not the word, but there becomes this further development of, I can't really live in the real world. Because if I would go venture into the real world, people might figure out that this, the marketing that I'm doing, these things aren't real. And then who am I? Right? And it's such a complicated theory. And in one instance, right, you're wanting to create this world. But at the same time, you're mentally structuring an impossible situation where you're curating a life that which you cannot live up to. Like, guys, we're beyond complicated at this point. And social media is beautiful in the way that it allows us to share, in the way that it allows us to share those wonderful. I want you all to know that I am X, Y, and Z. I have done X, Y, and Z. That's cool. That that sort of all lives out there. But I don't want you to know other things. And in order for us to create a reality, this newfound sense of self, this new reality, we have to sort of bridge the gap. We have to bring both worlds together. And it's beautiful, right? You have the ability to even create and curate this life. But if you're not actively pursuing that in your mind, pursuing what it takes to look like and, and be that dream family, then we can't really get there. And that's where removing the, the emotion to that and just stoically pursuing and analyzing what it's going to take and how you get there. Because I am telling you, the hard work of actually keeping the house clean or the hard work of actually having it all together, actually being a great parent, which no one is. And so if anyone says that they are, then um, I do, I'm not buying it, man. I just don't. We're all screwing up our kids in some way or another. That's really all I can commit to. But like... The actual pursuit is where your ability to take your mind there 
before your body's there can transport you into this new world. And over time, you become that. And when I think about where I am today compared to where I was a year ago, today wouldn't be possible if I hadn't started to shift my mindset a year ago. And so it's sometimes a slow build, right? You're going, geesh, that took an entire year to like build a company that generated revenue, to start writing a book, to start understanding the ideas of where you take this podcast. It took that long? Gosh, seems like you could have made it happen. Well, I set up some structures that may have limited the movement, but also... I paid very close attention to what my emotions were asking for in that moment because they had been denied for so long. And so that's what I say it's a balance, right? Because I don't want you to go and remove all of your emotion and be this stoic person if you haven't taken emotions off of the bench for a while, right? Like I had to be this crazy uber emotional person who like didn't even know how to navigate the world anymore as a human being for a little while because I had just sat them forever. I was like, listen, (laughs) so I could actually be a really good stoic and I could completely curb my emotions. Except for I had curbed them so much that I forgot what feeling actually felt like. (laughs) Listen, so I don't know if we've met before, but I'm a little bit of an extremist. And so when I realize that other people are winning as a result of removing their emotions, i.e. men compared to me, then fine, I can do that. I can do that. That's what it takes to win. I am all in. I will remove every emotion. I will be so unemotional that I won't even really be able to accurately react to normal emotional situations. I can do this. I can do this. What? That's how you win? Okay. I'm in. And so I sort of had to create a new balance of when emotions are necessary, but not always acting on those emotions, but allowing myself to have downtime and just be super emotional and give in to everything that I needed. And when I um, have questions of how you navigate the steps, how you navigate taking that big leap, I always recommend... um, Uh, downtime. And I have a podcast with Alyssa Gardner, I believe, uh, probably about three months ago. It was a bonus series. But she talks about this too. If you're making a major change, you really take that leap. There's no going back. You're drastically changing your life right? Say that you want to launch into entrepreneurship and and write books and create companies and mobilize big ideas. And you're coming from a corporate world. You're 
thought is, oh my gosh, I'm going to pick up this baton and I am going to run. I can't wait for the freedom. I want to be an entrepreneur. I love the thought of this. I am going to run as fast as I can. People who don't build major six, seven figure businesses right when they leave their corporate jobs are crazy. I'm going to kill this. I can't wait. And I say, especially if you got into a place of burnout and this newer reality, this newer realization that you're going to become a different person because you absolutely are. You probably don't survive unless you make that big a commitment to change your life completely, to change who you are and how you interact with the world. Listen, go ahead and build yourself a nice, big, comfy pillow to sit in. Because the emotion that comes along with not being emailed or needed in this world probably takes about a month to recover from. If not more. That's a hard one. Then, just the emotion of losing everything that you knew about yourself takes time. And willingly sidelining that person, right? I had to sideline this person who felt no emotion at all. And it was even harder to sideline her because she was a winner. (laughs) She won like a lot of things. Real actual trophies, plaques, medals and things. And she was good. She had a quick understanding of what it took to win in this world. She could quickly apply skills and knowledge and do so unemotionally attached, cutthroat, if you will. And I had to say, there are good things about you. I'm going to save those. But I'm going to allow myself to, to fully feel and heal from whatever I just experienced. And if... It's entire lifetime that you're feeling and healing from. It may take time. So I always recommend that you build yourself a nice big landing strip, my good friend. Because these are uncharted waters. And you can't just go, nope, I'm better, new life, yay! I'm going to wake up today and be a better person and I'm going to completely change my mindset. (laughs) Because I just quit everything that I've ever known. And I'm, I got this and like completely toxic positivity puke all over yourself and think that you're going to be okay. There's going to be another falling out if you don't allow yourself time and space in this moment. It's a big one. It's big. It is the breakdown and buildup of a new human being. And if you don't give yourself enough space, right? This is the space after jumping out of limbo. This is the downtime. This is the fallout. This is the bigger moment of realization. If we don't allow ourselves to heal and feel there, we can't really allow ourselves to work in this new reality where feelings have a place, but stoicism has a 
bigger space for making decisions and balance those things, right? Because it's not that I don't allow myself to emotionally navigate the world. It's that I absolutely tap into that. And then I allow myself to take a step back and make better decisions based on realities, not just my emotion, but add in both things. Because we aren't just human beings who are like walking through this world and we're going, you know what? It's black and white. It is not black and white. It is gray all over, my friends. Decisions aren't that easy. But you can create a new reality. And it takes a balance of emotion and stoicism. And the balancing act of both of those things can create a new reality for yourself. As always, you're smart, you're strong, you're beautiful. What are you going to do? Change the world. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If you're still here, go ahead and check us, me, it's just me, out on (laughs) all of our socials. I post every day, uh, post with some inspirational, I don't know, quotes and movements, um, definitely on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us at the death of a dream also on LinkedIn, but I think that's just me. It's just Hannah Ness. Um, but you can check out kind of some daily encouragement to go down, chase your dreams and live your best life. You can always check back here in the show notes for anything that we might have talked about at some point in the show, anything that I'm creating at this given point. I won't necessarily talk about it on the podcast every single day, but you can always find what I'm working on in the show notes. So thank you so much for listening. You, all of you, whether you listen to one episode, five minutes or five seconds, make a difference to me. And I couldn't be here doing this work if no one listened at all. So every person over one is just a bonus. And I feel extremely grateful to be a part of your day. Thank you.